0: Hello you guys. Welcome back to the podcast episode 31. Today, we're doing another Q&A. Uh-uh rhyming over here poetry our third Q&A ever on the podcast I like to do them about every 10 episodes but I didn't have this realization until the 11th episode so like in a perfect world I would have realized that on episode 10 but it wasn't until episode 11 that I did a Q&A so like it's every you know like the 31st episode next time it's gonna be the 41st episode do you know what I'm saying so anyways like I said Q&A day I'm really excited this is exactly what I freaking needed it's been chilly here in Utah and i just am not having it like i literally have a blanket on right now and it's like the end of june <sighs> i'm not about it but I, this is like what I, I this is like what my vibe is for this sunday is like a cute cozy q a like this is what i'm feeling i also got a haircut for the people watching on youtube this is a sneak peek before i show you guys the vlog but i brought i got like four inches off my hair was so freaking ratty i full sent the middle part and And then I got like angles in the front and I like feel like a whole new gal, whole new woman. I love it. I feel like it's totally fitting my current vibe in the season of life. And I'm just, I'm happy about it. And I usually never ever do anything with my hair. So the fact that I like changed from a side part to a middle part is like the equivalent of me dying my hair. Like that's how much of an extreme, it feels, because I never do anything different with my hair. But we love her. She's looking good, so much healthier. And I'm really, a goal of mine is to really prioritize hair health again. So it starts with a nice haircut. I'll tell you that, especially because mine was so freaking ratty. So really quickly for the Gratitude before we get into this episode cuz we all know it's going to be a long one it's father's day when i'm recording this it's june 19th and obviously you guys know i love my dad beyond words like i genuinely classify him as an honest best friend of mine so 10000% without getting sappy and without taking up too much time in the episode i today i'm super thankful for my dad as always. So let's just get into the questions because if you guys are wondering like, oh, is this going to be a good episode? Like, is it worth me watching this one? I guess I can't promise my answers, but I can promise that your guys' questions, like you guys went off. Like you guys killed this. I said, make it juicy, exciting, or I forget what else I said. I said, make it interesting, juicy, and or deep. And you guys understood the assignment. No, but for real, like I'm so excited and I'm probably going to answer some of these on my Instagram story because they're just too freaking good. Question number one, can we be best friends? Absolutely. Also, all of the questions I'm going to put down below in the show notes and in the description box with timestamps so you guys like know what's going on. So speaking of my dad, this question says, who inspires you the most and why? Love your podcast, by the way. Thank you very much. I appreciate the love. Um... So my dad like as soon as I saw this question roll in I was like 100% my dad like I I just I could go on and on and on about him like I I want to have him on the podcast he is not a perfect human being and that's what's so interesting because we've had such difficulties in the past like there's to be honest like there's a lot of things about him that I don't want to be like but then there's so many things about him that I admire and look up to and like he is my biggest supporter cheerleader like my ride or die he would literally die for me he is so loyal and I just look up to everything he is like I don't I can't I don't know. He's just no one else. I've never met anyone even remotely similar to him. He's truly one of a kind. And I feel so grateful and honored to be raised by such a unique individual. And he's molded so much of who I am, whether it's from me learning of ways that I don't want to be like or ways that I do want to be like. And he just has a way of staying so true and honest to himself, so focused. He's gone through hardship in his life, and he came from absolutely nothing, and he was still able to be such a successful man. And he just really knows how to keep staying on the course even when he doesn't feel like it and even when it gets hard. Like He is the epitome of trusting the process and just the, the epitome of showing up even when you don't feel like it and how far it can actually get you in life and he just I admire him so much and he inspires the crap out of me and he keeps me going like I talk to him pretty much every single day I talk to him a lot about what I want to do with live fit he believes in me he believes in chasing your own dreams and you know carving your own path and I really feel like a lot of the courage that I have to move forward and pursue my dreams comes from him which I am very well aware it's such a privilege and an honor to be able to say that so definitely my dad. Next question, how to work with others who are taken over by their ego when you're awakening to it? This I think is really interesting and definitely one of the harder parts that comes with a quote-unquote a spiritual awakening or just like personal development. Like you are bound to outgrow people and the same girl actually... Send another question after that she said how to feel like you're growing outgrowing those around you while on your spiritual journey and you know that's very common to outgrow people on your journey and one way that it shows up is just like that when you see people who are acting from a place of their ego and you're aware of it and they're not like that's a perfect example of those events that keep occurring definitely lead one to outgrowing friends and people when they're on this journey and I think it's It's honestly challenging. I'm not going to lie. And sometimes it can feel isolating and you can feel I'm honestly still like I go through this often where I feel kind of disconnected from people or a little bit isolated because I don't necessarily feel like I'm on the same level as people all the time. But I think the biggest thing that helps me is knowing that like you can't some people aren't even meant like people aren't Not everyone is meant to wake up in this lifetime. Not everyone is meant to, you know, understand higher energies and spirituality and different realms. Like sometimes that's just not in the cards for people and you can't force people to wake up especially when they're not ready you know like you can't help people who don't want to be helped and I think that's a really big thing in terms of this whole spiritual spiritual journey because a lot of people are closed off to it a lot of people can't comprehend a lot of people don't have the bandwidth a lot of people think it's bullshit etc and I think you just have to be at peace with that and understand that like everyone's living at their own pace everyone's at their own life journey everyone has their own lessons that they need to learn and just for some people, it's not a lesson that they need to learn right now. And just feel grateful that you've learned how to become aware of your ego and work through your ego and have it be something that you're working through. There's a butterfly that just flew by the window. Um, just, you know, be thankful that you're aware of that and use them. This is another thing to think about. Like the universe definitely uses people to give you lessons, right? So a way that, that the uni is helping you work through these lessons of awakening to your ego is by showing you that contrast of people who are acting from their ego. So we need these people who aren't fully awakened as well to help give us that contrast, to show us the way a little bit and figure out, you know, in order to know who you want to be, you need to know who you don't want to be. Right. And so seeing people act from their ego can very much so be the universe sending you a lesson um, or kind of giving you like a benchmark for you to be able to see your growth, et cetera, et cetera. So I think just, becoming aware of that and also letting people peacefully stay in their own lane and their own life path and know that they're going to wake up when they're supposed to wake up and they're going to learn those lessons when they're meant to learn those lessons. I also think the ego is interesting because you say how to work with people who are taken over by their ego. If you're talking about like you're literally, I'm picturing work, like you're in work working on something and they're, you know, scared to launch something because so they don't think it's going to do well or whatever the case may be. Or, um, you know, they can't swallow their pride to admit they're wrong. Stuff like that, like that, I think you can definitely lead by example. I think that's a great way always to go is to kind of lead by example to then help people come to those realizations and lessons on their own, arrive at those conclusions on their own, I think is always so much more impactful. And then, of course, just kind of doing what you can just to be a friend to them and give them advice of ways. To, don't necessarily be like, I think you're acting out of your ego. This is what you should do instead. But try to offer like very non not pushy advice just to help increase awareness and maybe be that light for that person to help spark this creative, this spiritual journey or, or spark this, um, you know, personal growth and things like that. How to stop fearing my favorite foods like ice cream and pizza. Something that really helped me was the understanding of calories in versus calories out. I understand that not all calories are equal, right? Like the calories in a slice of pizza are not the same as the calories in a carrot. It's like there's a whole nutrient profile and nutrient density and bioavailability of the nutrients within that food and the calories. But overall, like what made me always fear ice cream and pizza would be the fact that I was like, oh, if I eat that, I'm going to like that is going to directly make me gain body fat like I thought it was these types of foods that instantly would just store as body fat which just isn't true you know over the years I've just have learned that it's a it's not that serious like if you're you know eating majority whole foods, healthy foods, fueling your body and having these treats of ice cream and pizza from time to time. Like it is not going to kill you. It's not going to wreck your progress. It's not going to make your body drastically change. Like if anything, it's going to be amazing for your mental health. It's going to allow you to, because usually at least for me, when I'm having these foods, I'm like with friends or with family and there's a, you know, there's a memory around it. And that's something honestly that I've been um, a thing that's been resparked in me from traveling more is how the culture aspect around food and the communal aspect around food and how much it brings people together and you know for so long when I would ice out these more fun foods if you will I would feel so disconnected with when I was in this certain environment with people. um, And I just now know that like, I value these memories. I value being present. I value living life as opposed to having a shredded body all the time, 24 seven, the body is more adaptable than you think the body can handle more than you think. Like one slice of pizza is not going to make you 10 gain, gain 10 pounds. Um, And I guess just kind of all that has just allowed me to stop demonizing foods and understand, of course, everything in moderation and the older I get and the longer I do this, the more I'm like, what's it all for? Like, who are you trying to look perfect for all the time? Why do you need to have a super low body fat percentage all the time? Why do you need to be like, look, be at your best athletic physical shape peak all the time? Like, that's just what I've been asking myself lately. And then I realize that, you know, I value more living life and experiencing these things, whether it's a new ice cream flavor when I'm traveling and going out or a new kind of pizza and not getting so caught up and trying to look perfect all the time. It's just like not realistic. I don't know. It's just like not life. Like the more I think about it, I'm like, that's not life. That's not why we're here. I don't know. Moving on. What are some of the best ways you avoided eating from just being bored? Love you. Love you too, Erica. Chugging water. Always like if I'm like I'm kind of snacky and I like just ate or I know I'm like actually not hungry drink water because usually nine times out of 10 just means I'm dehydrated or I'll go do something just anything like I'll just I mean think about it tips to avoid eating from just being bored like do something so that you're not bored you know, like go for a walk, go outside, doing something active always helps me. And just being outside always helps me from wanting to snack. Um, I find like if I'm just sitting on my computer or something, I still will find myself gravitating, but usually I just try to distract myself and it usually helps. Also a big thing is like drinking a flavored drink. This is actually a really big thing that helps me because usually I only drink water, but then like, if I, you know what I mean? Like if I'm feeling snacky and I know I'm not hungry, that's what I'll make like my Oxygreens from EHP labs because it's flavored. It's like fun to drink something like that or like BCAA, something like that. Um, I'll drink that that gets my mind off it and it really cures it all. Code LIFFIT10, as you guys know, to save 10%. There's also a massive sale that is starting up to 60% off if you like with my code LIFFIT10 starting this week, which is really exciting. So, this is actually a perfect time to try it out if you haven't already. What is your go to itinerary on a cheat day? Like a break from your habits or a rest day? This is so interesting. I mean, nothing. Like, I don't, that's the thing. Like, I don't have the this is all a lifestyle like I feel like as you guys know that about me like I I'm not doing this for a short-term thing or to be like oh I'm on track when I'm doing xyz like this is just how I live my life like this is how I live I don't there's no off days for me there's no like oh I need a break from it because this it's not a temporary thing that I'm doing or a program that I'm on like the program is my life like it's my lifestyle it's that's why I'm so passionate about live it is is because it's preaching an overall movement way of life like a way of living Because even it's like, okay, like a break from working and working out, like it would be me doing a waterfall hike or going wake surfing or going boating or jet skiing, or it would still be something like fun outdoors that I still think is a part of my overall lifestyle and like how I want to live my life. I feel like that's such a boring answer to that question, but yeah. All right, here's a controversial topic that I've honestly wanted to do a podcast about. It says, how can you distinguish... Toxic toxic positivity from healthy positivity Here's my thing about this I don't think a lot of you are going to agree with me Maybe you will, I hope you will agree But I don't know This whole toxic positivity thing, I kind of don't buy it and I, I don't, I'm not fully with it. I guess I think toxic positivity to me, I guess would be if you're just completely ignoring your negative feelings about something and being like, no, this is great. I promise. Or being like, I swear I'm not sad or I swear I'm okay. Yeah. Like this is going to be great. That's toxic positivity. But then I feel like people take it too far and the problem that I have with toxic positivity is then people think that it's like unrealistic to wake up and be happy on the daily or people think it's like unrealistic to be it's it's not healthy to feel happy all the time etc etc like I just feel like of course toxic positivity positivity is like something that's like such a. I don't know, like a perfect, great little positive that makes people happy on its own. Then like, of course, with our society and social media, people are always like, but don't be like too positive because that's also toxic and that's also really unhealthy. It's like, oh my gosh, guys, like what's, what's gonna, what's gotta give, you know what I mean? So I don't really love the idea of toxic positivity. That's the only time that I would agree with it. If it's like masking your true feelings or your true, you know, your boundaries or your true, you know, intuitive response to a situation, if it doesn't feel good and you're telling yourself it feels good like that's just simply going against your intuition right I don't think that there's any sort of quote-unquote positivity that's going to be able to mask that like that's where I have a problem with it but I don't necessarily think there's something of like healthy positivity on the other end I don't know I just struggle with it because I just feel like it's people that I feel like it, it stemmed from people who are just looking to find a negative in something which is so ironic that they're looking for in literal positivity itself where negativity shouldn't exist but whatever but I think how you can distinguish it is just your true honest Self-awareness I think is how you that would be my answer for how you distinguish between the two knowing what you truly are feeling like and honoring that and um, you know understanding if it's a situation that you can change versus if it's a situation that you can't change you know if it's something that if it's a situation that you can't change and you know I always say control your controllables if you can't control it then the only thing left to do is accept it at that point. And at that point, yes, I would choose a positive outlook, figure out what you can be grateful for in that moment if you need to accept your present moment. So I think that's how you would really know. But like, I don't think it's toxic positivity if someone's showing up happy every day, like because... My whole thing is why would we not wake up every day with the intention that you're going to be happy and that it's going to be a good day? Like, why would we not start off with that? If you're starting up waking up being like already not trying to step into that frequency, you're already starting behind. Like, why would you already put yourself at a disadvantage when you're about to take on obstacles for the day and like all of this, all of these unknown events that are going to be coming at you for the day? Why would you already start off by not trying to start at the highest level that you can start at? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Next question. Do you believe in soulmates and twin flames? If so, do you believe you have met yours? What a question. So I do 100% believe in soulmates. I think people may not like soulmates can be anyone that you have shared a past life with or it's just a very significant connection in your life and it doesn't have to be a romantic partner like it can be a best friend um, it could be a parent it could be a sibling like it can quite literally be anyone it doesn't have to be an actual lover and i do 100% believe a good amount of my friends are actual soulmates i do really feel that i feel like my sister sophia could very well be a soulmate as well and for twin flames i do believe in twin flames and again, may not in the way, maybe not in the way that most people do. Like they're not, your are happily ever after, like two halves to the same soul. Like they are messy and more than anything, they're kind of like, they help you heal. And I think that they're a person to reflect your shadow self back to you. So you know what you need to heal from and how you can improve and grow like in this lifetime. So that's more in the sense of like how I believe them. And I do think that Your twin flame could be someone that you don't end up being in a romantic connection with long term. Like, because again, they can be very messy because there's just so much that comes with a twin flame connection. As for if I believe that I've met mine, I thought that I did. Not to bring the tea, but I really thought that I did meet my twin flame. And now I hate doubting myself and doubting this, but. Now I'm not sure. And I guess I'm just going to leave it at that. My like true inner inner self feels like still, yes, I have. But then there's still other parts of me that's like, but maybe I didn't. Maybe that's not them. When I first met this person, I was like, this is 100% my twin flame. Like this is them. And I still don't think that I don't think that they're not my twin flame now I guess I just I don't know now I'm not sure just because it's been such a messy connection that I'm not sure and I feel like I need more time to tell but I kind of think yes I have but we'll see in due time uh here's a common question did you have any flings or crushes while in Hawaii and no no I wish I had tea for you guys. I really wish I did. There was another common question that was like, Did you meet anyone in Hawaii that you could want to start something with? No. Like <laughs> And so many of you guys before I left, like so many of you guys thought I was gonna meet like my life partner, like meet my person. Like I was getting that so often. And I wish that was the case. I would love a husband who was a pro surfer. But that just wasn't the cards for me lately. Like, guys, I'm so single, it's not even funny. Like, I'm not even saying that. I haven't been I've been so single for almost a full on year now, which is insane. I had a little thing in November, but like it was so it was never going to be relationship material anyways. But I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if the universe is trying to I do feel like this time has been the universe prepping me for something like I don't know. I kind of believe the next partner that I meet or the next like quote unquote relationship I'm in is going to going to be one for a very long time that's kind of just my intuitive feeling that I have like especially with being single for so long I feel like this was kind of my prep in the universe like giving me my time to heal grow expand in ways that I want to and live out you know my single life if you will and then I do feel like the next person that I meet I feel like it's gonna be a long-term connection But no, I wish I had a fun love story in Hawaii, but I don't. How do you know you've met the one? There was honestly a lot of love questions in here, guys. So we're just rolling with it. How do you know you've met the one? Here's the thing. I don't necessarily believe that there's one specific person that's possible for you to have a lifelong, fulfilling, happy relationship with. I don't again, kind of going back to the soulmates versus twin flame situation. Like I think that you could marry, like I said, there's multiple soulmates and I think you very well could have multiple romantic partners that are soulmates, like that are each soulmates to you. Um, and it's kind of just a matter of how you guys align like in that time period in that phase of your life to then commit for something longer term but I don't necessarily think that there's only one person that's possible for you to have a happy fulfilling relationship with so I think finding quote-unquote the one or someone who you could be with long term is you know having that the feelings and the chemistry all be there and loving the person for who they truly are I think admiration and respect are two really huge components that are really necessary towards a fulfilling long-term relationship like at least for me I need to and it even goes with friendships like I find like I have the healthiest friendships and have had the best relationships romantic relationships in the past when I truly admire the person for who they are I think far too often we find people who who we like what they do for us or in relation to us as opposed to loving someone for who they are separate from you and just the person they are not all the things that they do for you I think that's such an important question to reflect on and ask yourself if you are in a romantic situation and I think it's also finding someone who's willing to grow and accept you no matter what form you're in what phase in life you're in give you the space to be yourself Um, someone who's willing to collaborate to grow together as you get older I think is super important but in terms for how you know that you've met the one, I guess in terms of your potential twin flame. For me, at least, like I, it's kind of just one of those things where, like, you know, know, like, as soon as I looked into this person's eyes, like, I was like, I, like, I still remember the only thing, the only thought that came into my mind was just yes, like that was it, and it felt, I felt so insanely connected to this person that it's. It's just one of those things like I hate when people are, like you know when you know but like you do like it's just a feeling that you've never felt before and it's kind of like for example if someone's like how do you know what the feeling of hot feels like and then you touch a hot stove it's kind of like oh that's hot like that's kind of that same thing like once you feel it you're like oh that's what the feeling is. But I just felt this sense of certainty. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, it just felt so certain. I felt so connected. And I just was like, yes, like this is the person. It just was, it was crazy. And I still have never, ever experienced that with meeting someone ever in my entire life. So, your haircut is Porsche shir- certified. Would you smash Jack Harlow if you tried? <laughs> Thank you for saying my hair is Porsche certified. And on my Instagram story the other day, um, Nail Tech by Jack Harlow in his song he says that um this chick got a little Porsche body and i love Porsches so i'm like i want to have a Porsche body so that's where that's coming from and honestly no like i i don't know the hi- i love Jack Harlow like his music but i don't understand the hype i think people say that he's like he seems like he's just someone who's attractive in his aura like in his energy the way he carries himself not necessarily his looks but i'm not really down for those short-term things. You know what I'm saying? Tips on how to get rid of the thinking pattern of comparison to your peers slash other people. Great question. I think something that helps me is just realizing that we're all different and we will never all be the same. And it's kind of like trying to compare an apple to an orange. Like you're not comparing equals, meaning there it's not even worth comparing it to because it's not a fair comparison. So that's kind of something that I think about now and I'm trying to compare myself to other people. I'm like, well, I'm not them. They are not me. I will never be them and they will never be me. Like we need our differences and our uniqueness in life and that's what makes us us. And that's beautiful and that's special. And if we all were the same, life would be really boring. Like we literally need that variety in life. How to be more mindful in your eating? This is a great question. It's really simple. I keep it very simple, but I kind of have like a little formula that helps me. Ideally, I'm always trying to incorporate a protein source a healthy fat and some sort of carbohydrate in every single meal and then ideally fruits and vegetables in at either one or the other in every meal or both in every single meal that's really all that I do to go about like structuring my meals that make me feel full satiated make sure that I'm not getting hungry in like two seconds after um, and that it's something that's nourishing my body so that's like the formula that I tend to go off of and then I will just do my best to pay attention to my hunger cues. I try to, you know, actually eat when I'm hungry and then stop when I'm full. Eating slowly also helps with that. Staying hydrated helps with that as well. And making sure that you're eating those nutrient-dense foods and meals, like I'm saying, to make it easier to tell, like, when you're actually feeling full how to work on feeling pressure to keep up with friends and all fun stuff in quotes when you prefer staying alone I feel this and I honestly felt this just yesterday I think that our society makes us feel so pressured to enjoy partying going out feeling like if you like it's cool to have friends and weird if you like being alone like all that sort of stuff that we all are very much so aware of I think just with you know, all of that is at the end of the day is just societal programming. That is not the truth. It's just something that we all agreed to believe. And I think just remembering your truth, living authentically, doing what matters to you and knowing that like what do what makes you happy and that's all that truly matters. So don't feel like you should be going out all the time or hanging out or doing all these social things or that you should have all these friends. If it's not something that you genuinely want or something that you genuinely feel called to do, like that is okay if you don't enjoy having a lot of friends if it's more peaceful for you to be at home more often and to keep a small circle like that is totally totally okay and I'm definitely more so on that end and I still find myself feeling like are you weird because you don't go out a lot like is this bad because you don't like have a huge friend group and just the older I get the more I realize that there isn't one way to live life and I think that Quality over quantity with friends is huge and the quality of your experiences is what matters, not the quantity of your experiences or how often you're with people. It's the quality of that experience when you're with people that matters. Do you smoke weed occasionally? No, I actually don't like weed. I wish I liked weed because I love like the process of it. I like the way that it smells. I like the tempo of it, but I don't, I just don't enjoy it. What would you be the most upset about? not experiencing if you were to pass away tomorrow this is probably my favorite question in this whole thing that I've seen I would probably be most upset that I wasn't able to experience conceit like being pregnant and parenting a child that that to me is something that is so life-changing and that's something that I really would want to experience that or of course going with that true like love like experiencing the love that you feel like with the person that you're going to marry as well like I would feel upset to not ever experience that how was your experience with shrooms amazing 10 out of 10 um it was such a beautiful peaceful experience I have nothing bad to say about it I felt so present and so unified with life and I loved every minute of it. And I would love to do it again in more of a personal exploratory setting where I'm able to journal and reflect more and use it more as a, you know, spiritual expansive tool. hundred percent. Do you feel pressure to be shredded almost 24 seven? Love you always beautiful soul. Thank you. I love you too. Um, yes and no in the past. Yes. 10,000%. I always thought the lower the body fat percentage, the better. And that's, this is something I'm still working on. Like every day I'm not gonna ain't gonna cap not gonna lie about that like I still feel like that programming in society of like lower body fat is better is still in the back of my mind so I'm always working on having grace with myself and knowing that it's better for my health to have extra body fat and it's more so I'm not pressured in terms of because of you guys of the community or like social media like I'm supposed to be shredded it's more so like more so in society I feel that pressure What really helped you get your period back? Speaking of which, eating more. That was the biggest thing. I just was under eating. So 10,000% just eating more calories. That was the biggest thing that helped me get my period back. How do you break up when you love each other, but have different goals? I actually went through this with my second boyfriend. He went off into the Air Force. I was still in college and we just were going two different ways. We had two different goals and we still very much so had love for one another. And I think that a really big lesson that I learned is that you are able to love someone from afar. And sometimes it's best to, you know, not, you don't have to be with the person to love them, A, and B. Sometimes it's best for the both of you to not be together as a unified couple. And realizing that is what kind of allowed us, I guess, in my situation to let each other go. Um, We're still on great terms. We still talk here and there, like not in a weird way. It's, very uh, infrequent but when we do like we still are on good terms we still wish each other the best like if we are both in our hometown which is rare but if that ever ever happens we'll like meet up for a, for a dinner or something like that and it's not weird I think that's just where there's a lot of I don't know there's a lot of misconception with love I feel like like if you love someone you have to be in a relationship and you have to be attached to them it's like you can still very much so love each other and not be in a romantic relationship with one another if it's not what's for the what's best for the both of you right now and that's totally okay and I feel like that's what love is at the truest form where it doesn't matter where they are who they're with if you guys are still able to respectfully love each other that's that's really all that matters and it doesn't matter what form it comes in so I feel like that didn't really fully answer the question but I guess just that overall concept and awareness is what helped me and my previous boyfriend break up even though we loved each other but like we had different goals in mind here's a pretty deep one it says have been feeling very empty recently and i'm using sex and alcohol to fill this void have been trying to go on walks and listen to music and journal and gym but nothing is working help first of all i'm really sorry that you're struggling and i'm sorry that you feel so empty let like making me emotional i feel like i could like feel you through that through your message and i know what you mean it's hard to like I know that feeling so I understand what you're saying where you feel like empty and to me when you say you've been trying to go on walks and listen to music and journal and go to the gym I think those are all amazing habits to be implementing but I feel like those are going to be nothing more than just mere distractions right now and although they're healthy distractions and healthy coping mechanisms in order to really the issue here is that there's a lack of something on the inside and nothing external is ever going to fulfill something on the inside I always say that. So I think going back to that journaling point that you're doing, I think really dive into journaling in the sense of doing shadow work, reflecting, asking yourself questions and working through, you know, inner child trauma, inner child healing, healing in general, ask yourself why you feel empty, you know, what it's just a deeper question that you need to be asking yourself as opposed to trying to do different things that seem healthy, but they're just kind of other distractions that aren't allowing you to actually look inward and feel what's going on and allowing you to actually feel something on the inside of you. So try to, you know, unveil any triggers that you have, any traumas that you have that need healing. Do what you can to heal those traumas. Do what you can to fall in love with life itself for just existing and just being. I find that when you truly are able to romanticize your life and fall in love with just being alive and having a pulse and feeling so grateful for that, that's what fills up my cup more than anything. And then anything else on top of that is just a cherry on top. So, practice gratitude, I think, is a huge thing for me. Say your affirmation, say you're happy, say you're fulfilled, you know, say that you are whole and complete on your own in the mirror. All those little things are going to help you to change your perspective and your mindset and to help you feel. More whole and complete and fulfilled on the inside, all on your own. And that will be super powerful. Just the biggest thing to remember is that nothing external will ever fill anything internal. Someone asked Can sex be a part of our spiritual selves? 10,000%. I think sex is a very sacred energy exchange. You know, if you're familiar with the seven chakras, we have our sacral chakra and our root chakra. I'm pretty sure this, yeah, the sacral run is all about where it has like all of your sexual energy Cause it's like in your area of your reproductive system, but I, it's very much so a sacred energy exchange. Like when you are, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced, like even just hooking up with someone and feeling very like fuzzy after or very hazy or feeling very anxious after like that is because you have, you know, picked up on each other's energy. And for me, when that happens, that's usually a sign that you may not have been super energetically aligned with that person or they weren't really healthy for your energy. Like I'm really big into all that so I think for sure and because of that reason like I'm very scarce with who I share my sexual energy with. This is such a cute question. What do you love most about life? Lots of love beautiful. Thank you for being so honest you inspire. Thank you. That is so sweet of you to say. What do I love most about life? I love love the most and feeling. So I guess not like one simple experience like I love I love the feeling, I guess. I love the concept that we were able to feel emotion. And and kind of, I guess, with that to make it one step further, I'm kind of cheating and answering this with two answers, but whatever. But also, like, just love. Like, I love human connection, and I think nothing moves me as much as just love does, really and truly. How do you initiate intimacy without being a little awkward? I want to answer this because this is never, ever addressed, I feel like. Here's the thing about me. I rarely am the one to initiate. Like, it's not a good thing and I need to work on it. (laughs) But I just rarely ever initiate it because, yeah, I feel like I always just feel awkward. My angle is always to, like, just be honest. Like, honestly, I always play a little dumb kind of a little bit. Or I'm always just, like, I'm always just, like, laughing anyways. Like, joking around is usually how it always starts in the very beginning. And then I'll kind of just play dumb a little bit. And then they always will just end up pulling a move and then 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 the characters unlocked <laughs> the new characters unlocked but for some reason for me to get to like not being intimate to intimate is such like I haven't found fluidity in the transition yet but also I feel like it's kind of been a while like maybe now I'll feel more confident in it but I think a way to do it if you're on the shyer side is to definitely start with like your eye contact and like small touches even it doesn't even need to be sexual tension touches like don't go touch his freaking you know what or her whatever but just touching them wherever like on the body I think is like definitely obviously a telltale sign eye contact again or like looking at their lips things like that like just with your energy I feel like will speak way louder than you think rather than like having to be the one to just go in for the kiss so I feel like those would be little those are shy girl tips to initiate intimacy eye contact look at their lips touch them get close to them A little like flirty, etc. And trust me, the rest will be history. Okay, guys, I'm giving you a little bit of a heads up that the audio is about to change. Basically, you're going to hear why in a second, but I sat down and answered more questions like in a different time period. And then for whatever reason, the audio like didn't save through me speaking through my microphone. So I still wanted to include them all in this episode for you. So they're just going to be now you're going to be basically hearing it through the mic from my camera as opposed to through the mic that I hold in my hand. So I just want to give you a heads up because the sound is gonna change and sound a little bit different. I'm really sorry about it. It's frustrating, but it is what it is. So prepare for the shift in three, two, one. Okay, if you're listening, nothing is gonna seem different, but if you're watching on YouTube, you're gonna be like, what the hell just happened? Because we had a very harsh outfit change, lighting change, probably framing change spoiler alert it's actually the completely next day I was editing this and I, re- I thought that I had answered way more in the moment than I actually did and I was editing this I was like bro this is only 35 minutes like usually my Q&As are an hour like what's going on so i'm literally sitting down and answering more questions even though i have so much to get done today this is what i'm prioritizing because i just felt like it wasn't enough and i thought that i did more than i actually did so we're back we're doing a part two so another question how do you stay self-aware in the midst of conflict i thought this was such an excellent question and i think it really comes down to a few things mainly okay let me start with this i feel like when people are having an argument or there's conflict a lot of times Again, this is going back to the human ego. People feel the need to be they want to be right, slash they get defensive because they want to protect themselves and I feel like it's a battle of them versus the other person as opposed to the two of them having a discussion to then solve the problem at hand. That's the biggest thing that I see with you know with arguments and conflict is people take it personally and it see they see it as you versus them as opposed to them versus the whole entire conflict, which If you look at it in the latter perspective, I feel like that's where there's a lot more um, problem solving that comes into play, and it's more of a mature problem solving scenario. So, I would say, first of all, remember that perspective that you know it's not you are trying to work with this other person to come up with a solution of the problem at hand. That's the first thing. And second thing is don't take things personally. Like I'm saying, there's no need to get defensive, Um, try to remove yourself or Remove any sort of like personal tie towards what you guys are having a conflict about I think that will help you stay more peaceful and cool and calm and collected because I think when People lose that self-awareness and conflict is when they're really heated when they're really angry when they're really stressed when they feel that When their body's in that fight-or-flight mode of being like I need to protect myself I need to get defensive or I'm trying to argue with this person to prove that I'm right and that's truly the human ego in and of itself so The more that you can do to be at peace and feel more calm throughout the argument or the conflict, I feel like that is where you're gonna be able to stay the most self-aware. And with that, it's going to allow you to actually listen to what the other person is saying to then actually come up with a real tangible solution for what's at hand. And pause, take a breath if you need to. Like there's, I'm honestly, I'm a very not a, a, what's the word? confrontational person, I'm not a confrontational person. So if there is conflict, like I'm the one that's like, I'm gonna get really quiet. I'm gonna distance myself, distance myself and then I'm gonna come back when I feel ready to talk about it. And I personally really believe in that method. I feel like then you're able to gather yourself. Again, you're, you're eliminating those heated emotions where you act from emotion and as opposed to acting from a place of like logic and like, you know what I mean? From a place of being separate from your hasty emotions. So yeah, those are a few of my tips, but I think self-awareness when you're arguing or inner conflict is like super freaking important. More people need to have the intention to stay self-aware throughout an argument because I promise it's gonna be more successful for all parties involved. What's a leap of faith you've taken recently and how did it result? Going to Hawaii, knowing absolutely no one, and it was literally the best thing I've ever done for myself in my entire 23 years of life. How do you get over the fear of other people's judgment? There's another similar question of like, how do you feel comfortable like filming yourself and putting yourself out there? because you want to start a YouTube. Listen to my other podcast episode of How to Stop um, Caring What People Think. Let me see what episode number it actually is. Episode 26, letting go of people's opinions. That is going to be your safe place for that question. How to not compare current self to old self. Traveled all last year and now I'm in college. I love this question. I struggle this more so with how I look. To be fully honest, I find myself always looking back at old pictures and being like, I mean, for the most part and being like, oh, like I looked so good, what happened? (laughs) But but, um, I think what really is super important is just overall, you know, I feel like all my answers always involve broadening your perspective, but truly zooming out and broadening that perspective and understanding that the very principle and nature of life in and of itself is that it is constantly always changing. It's always evolving. This is weird, but, something that like really echoed this to me I always look at the weather as like a lot of life lessons as weird as that may sound but like the fact that the sky is never ever the same like the you know one day it's going to be sunny with a few clouds and the next day it might be really cloudy but even regardless like two cloudy days are never going to be exactly the same because the clouds are always going to be different it's always like Life is just always shifting all the time. Like even with the, you can go off the four seasons, like we are always in a constant progression. Like even though we're in the you know, season of summer, we're still always each day moving towards a fall time. It's never just one, we're never in one stationary place. And I think that overall principle of life helps me have more grace with myself and my body and with my own life path and my life experience. And knowing that, we're supposed to change. We're supposed to evolve. We're not supposed to look exactly the same. We're not supposed to be living the same life day after day after day after day. So, if you feel like, I mean, in her case here, she was traveling all last year, have grace with yourself and understand like this is how life works. Like, and even one step further, we are, oh, I always say as well, life is a wave. I also did another podcast episode on that a while back, episode 16, where life literally is a wave there's highs there's lows there's the peaks there's the troughs and again it's still this ongoing ever moving nature and You know we need these peaks in our lives so for you when you were traveling probably having the time of your life that's beautiful that's amazing cherish that but now right now is grind time now that you're in school and now that you're this is kind of like also another analogy people always say you need to draw back the arrow in order to launch forward that's kind of the same thing like when you're in school right now yes it seems like a sacrifice but it's a sacrifice for a life that hopefully that you're wanting and so that after this point you'll be able to you know, do those fun things and kind of shoot forward in life and have more of a life that you want. My dad also always says like, work hard, play harder. You essentially just need to work in order to play. Remembering that reminds me of the times of when I'm like, dang, life isn't as exciting as it used to be. Take that. That's like me literally right now. I was in Hawaii. That's when I was at my peak right now. I definitely feel like I'm in a trough. I'm a little bit of like, damn, it's hard to be here right now. I could definitely be reminiscing on that time every single day, but I've been working on kind of dropping that pity, dropping that sob story and understanding like, this is grind time. I need these reset moments to give contrast and give life to those highlights that we have in life. And that's just the way that it goes. And also how not to compare yourself to previous self in terms of the way you look. I promise you, you're gonna look back in a year of how you look right now and are gonna find something that you wish that you still looked like. So like, you just need to drop that And accept that, like, those previous forms of you literally do not exist anymore. They are not a thing, they are a fantasy, they are something that will never be tangible again. And you are you right now in the season of life, and that's beautiful that your body is able to adapt and flow based on your current life circumstance. I said this in another episode that, like, your body is your physical manifestation of the life you're living, which is beautiful. It's a physical representation of your life, which is absolutely amazing that it can fully reflect what phase of life you're in right now. So appreciate that for what it is, have respect for that and have grace with yourself and find the beauty in that. How to do long distance with a boy I really love, but I'm not 100% sure will always tell the truth. Dun, Dun dun dun, did someone say tea? All right, here we go. Harsh lift, it's coming out. I just think trust is absolutely everything in a relationship. I don't think I know. Like it is one of the foundational pillars to any functional relationship. And so if you're saying, I just, I guess because I've been there, let me put it that way. I've been there where I'm like, I kind of trust him. Like he tells the truth, but it's not 100% of the time. Trust me, I've been there and I'm not trying to make you paranoid this person who sent it in. But like, I, I would be like, well, it's only sometimes that he lies. Listen if they sometimes lie i always say like they they have to have that capacity in them if they have that capacity there's kind of no ceiling so if they lie like sometimes they're lying more than you think that they're lying i'm sorry but it's just the cold hard truth and i'm someone who's like especially in the past i was a major pushover i would be like always want to see the best in people always give them the benefit of the doubt always give them multiple chances, but like that's if I've learned one thing that's a thing like if you think there's lying sometimes there you're not catching them all the time that they're lying. So I understand that you love them and I wish that love was the only thing that made a relationship go round, but if there is mistrust, if there's deceit, if there's lying in a relationship love isn't enough to tie together and that's just my opinion yes, love is enough to tie it together if you love each other but there's distance or you gotta drive an hour to see each other. That's where I'm like, yes, love wins. Like, fight for what you love. But not when there's lies and deceit and mistrust and going behind people's backs. Love can't save that. That's just, that is not, that's infatuation. That's lust. That's obsession. That's, you know, trauma bonding. That's not true love. And I'm not trying to also please genuinely forgive me, like I'm trying to be respectful as well. I don't know your guys' relationship. I'm more so speaking on like the broader sense, so I can't speak for you directly. But overall, just ask more questions a little bit, think a little bit deeper into this relationship. Think about if it's something that's really worth fighting for, if this is someone that you could actually trust, if this is someone who you could actually see a long-term future with, in the sense that you can trust them on the long haul. For me, again, I've also have done long distance, so I've been in this whole entire situation. With long distance, communication is so important and being able to trust someone is so important. So if you're already paranoid, or they already aren't fully honest, or you're already questioning their honesty and trustworthiness, how to do long distances, you just don't. I'm sorry. That's that's my live fit two cents. How did your spiritual journey start? Simplistically, it started back in 2019 was when I originally started to do like gratitude lists and affirmations, but it wasn't necessarily in the sense of being spiritual. It was more so in the sense of personal development and that was the phase of my life where I had the worst relationship with myself than I ever had. I that was the most I ever had disliked myself like I struggled so much with the relationship with myself like I was actually at rock bottom and so I turned to writing gratitude lists and affirmations as something to try to make me feel better about myself because I constantly felt ugly unworthy like it was awful like I thought so lowly of myself and those were the only things that could really pull me out of it Then fast forward, I would do that a lot for like the whole year. I just write gratitude lists and affirmations. And then the following summer of 2020 is when I kind of got more so into meditation. But again, as a sense of personal development, not necessarily to like connect with the universe or God or anything like that. But then at that time, I kind of started to see like tarot readings on YouTube, which kind of opened up more... Of the conversation towards the unseen if you will and then kind of from there it just grew and then 2021 summer 2021 is where i like boomed another spiritual awakening i'd say my first spiritual awakening was like 2019 a little bit in 2020 and then i definitely had another major one last summer where it was like okay there's way more than what meets the eye (laughs) like so yeah what's your sexual orientation? Another question was, have I ever questioned my sexuality? And my sexual orientation is straight, which I don't know why, especially like a few months ago. I I also, I don't know if it was just, I don't know, but I would always get asked if I was gay or lesbian. And I don't know, I don't know why. But anyway, I'm straight. I like men. I've always liked men. And I've never questioned my sexual orientation and never questioned that. But I will be the first to admit, I definitely am checking out girls. Like I 100% am checking out girls. I think the female body is so beautiful and I like appreciate a hot girl. Like I'm like, she's so freaking attractive. Like she's gorgeous. But it's never in the sense of like, like I never ever have the urge to go pursue that girl or touch that girl. <laughs> it's more so like, I feel like it's how I would always, like, especially when I was younger, I would always like, um what's the word? I would admire like i'd always admire my oldest sister natalie because i always just thought she was so pretty so i'd always like to stare at her like while she would do her makeup and it so it's kind of like that like when i see other girls it's like in the sense of me admiring an older sister i kind of it's i guess how i would explain it but yeah i mean when i'm picturing like anything sexual or especially like romantic relationship it's always a man like i like a manly that's the other thing it's not even like i like kind of more Gender neutral or feminine ish boys like I like a manly freaking man like I love that. I'm definitely straight Let's we'll leave it at that. Okay. What's your dreams and goals for the Live Fit brand? So many things I don't even like know I, I also struggle to answer this because it's like there's so many opportunities and so many avenues with social media Like you can quite literally make nothing out of something out of nothing so I don't there's so many different opportunities that are going to come up that I won't even be able to anticipate that hopefully will be even better and greater than I could ever imagine, but my dreams and goals are overall to impact, positively impact as many people as I can to just increase their quality of life and live a life that they love and to see life through rose-colored glasses and just be truly happy to be here. I want to inspire people to live life passionately and yeah, just like love who they are, love what they're doing and just understand that there's more to life in the best way and to slow down and get in touch with yourself. I feel like that's so many different things, but I feel like the brand stands for so many different things because it kind of embodies all facets of who I am as an individual. So, you know, I would love to have Like I would love to come out with journals and stuff one day, kind of have like stationery. I wanna have merch, um, workout plans. You guys know I talk about this stuff like all the frickin' time. Those are kind of all my like immediate plans. I don't really know what I want it to be like in 10 years but I would love for it to be a brand that extends past the realm of social media. Like a business that is past the realm of social media because I don't want it to be about the way that I look or being on camera, all that sort of stuff um, all the time. And especially when I think about a family and having kids, I'm not sure if I want it to be like all online. Yeah, I don't really know. I'm not against it. I just don't, I'm not sure I wanna have other options. Tips on how to feel happy alone and without a partner. Okay, this is something I've been going back and forth on because sometimes I'm like, I'm so single. I've been single for so long. And sometimes I'm like, this is the best day of my life. These are the best days of my life. I need to capitalize on this. Like you're never gonna be in this position again. And that's kind of where I'm at. I need to remind myself of that. Like, first of all, you need to understand at least for me i'm thinking about right now like i have zero ties i i this is the most selfish season season why can i speak season i will ever ever have in my life like i don't need to worry about someone else's job their preferences their desires accommodating for every anyone i have no liabilities i have no bills like nothing and i you know like this is such a special time and you have the rest of your life to be in a life and to be in a lifelong relationship with someone. You have the rest of your life to be a parent, to have a family. like. This is such a special, unique time of our life, like our 20s, like it is full of so much potential, there is so much opportunity, like we are quite literally limitless, like we could do whatever we want, when we wanna do it, like truly, even if you're in a nine to five job that you hate, that you think you don't have an option, if you really wanted to, you could quit that, go move to Bali and live in a hostel for, and live off of like 200 bucks a month. You could do that, like it's your own mind that's saying that like you're so stuck, we always feel so stuck, so. Just reminding myself of like all the potential that we have and all the opportunity that's around us right now with being alone and not having a partner is really liberating and exciting and I've been trying to remind myself of that more frequently because especially lately I feel like I've been getting down about that but I'm like bro you can do anything and it's this really special time and like it's really important to develop this relationship with yourself now and love this alone time now because that's the best then you'll be able to be the best partner once you do show up in a relationship because I find relationships get very scary and messy when you're dependent on that person because you're scared to be alone and you depend on them to make you happy that's where it's codependent central in a relationship and that's when you don't that's what makes you not leave even when you feel like you should leave the relationship because you don't know how to be self-sufficient on your own. So ways that I enjoy my alone time, I just, I've just, i gotten to know myself by developing a relationship with myself. I journal, I meditate, I dance with myself, I talk to myself, I, I, I explore things about myself. And I think what's really important is also being intentional with the type of person you are. I work to implement new habits and character traits to become a person that's really easy for me to love and a person that I wanna be and a person that I enjoy being around. And if I enjoy being around myself and if I enjoy being alone, you know, you would like to think that someone else will enjoy being around you. So that's kind of my two cents do you believe in god now i definitely have talked about this before but i was raised very catholic i went to a private catholic school from like sixth grade from kindergarten excuse me all the way up to sixth grade i got baptized i was went through my first communion i went through like um reconciliation and penance i uh went through confirmation and All of that was like, I fully decided to go through confirmation on my own. Like I definitely was more religious, if you will, out of any one of my siblings. I always kind of was still, I feel like I resonated with it the most, more than all my other siblings, if you will. But like this school was legit, like we wore uniforms, we we prayed before every single class. We went through like a school-wide mass the first Wednesday of every single month. Like it was, it was very full on and my parents are still religious. My mom very much, she was very Catholic. Um, And I 100% believe in a higher power. I just don't really feel a need to personify it. I kind of just think that, I guess like that's kind of my biggest thing. Like I do believe in a higher power. I will never say that no, I don't believe in God. God doesn't exist. I just more so believe in an overall higher power that I don't think that it necessarily has to be this man that's in the sky. And not to trigger anyone, but I do feel like I more so have a problem with religion as a whole because I feel like there's a lot of human man pollution in the teachings of religion because it's so much he said, she said, like, and there's a lot of contradictory things in the church that I don't agree with. Do I necessarily believe the teachings of the Bible and like Noah's Ark and you know, Moses part of the Red Sea? I don't really know. I would never say no because I don't, no one honestly knows, but I will say I don't resonate with that. That narrative, and very much so, it could be very common that you know people person Cause think about it, as humans, we want something that's something that's comforting is something that's familiar, and what's more familiar than another human being? So I think that it very well just a theory that people personified the universe into a human god in Jesus to you know have it be more comforting that like yes it was another human who walked this earth like that's something we can grasp that's something that we can comprehend as a as you know human species so sometimes I feel like maybe that's the only reason why it's a concept I guess I just more so personally believe in the overall higher power 100% because there's so many things that can't be explained but I still more believe in energetics and kind of the unity and the oneness of life and the interconnected of all beings. That's more so what I believe, I guess, in terms of my spirituality and in my faith. I always say that I see life as like the yin yang symbol. So I think that we are all a part of the same whole. I believe to my core that we are all walks and manifestations and different breaths of life itself. We are all just different life forms and different expressions we're all made up of that same thing, which is life. And that to me is the universe that is God, that is spirit, that is source. So I don't think it's the separate being that we pray to that's in the sky. Like I think God, I think the universe, I think spirit is us and not in an egotistical way. I think it's in in the sense that we are all truly one. And it makes sense also in the sense of like religious teachings, like if God created us, we are him and he is us. Like same thing with our parents like we are we are quite literally like physical manifestations of pieces of our both of our mom and our dad and I guess I also believe more so in the synergy of all things of how everything is working to seamlessly complete the whole if back to that yin yang reference like it's hard for me to explain it because it's it's like everything to me like and I know that sound I don't mean everything I just mean like literally it's it's everything because everything is a manifestation of life which is the universe itself. I can go in a rabbit hole trying to explain it, but it's hard for me because it's more so something I picture in my mind and a feeling more than I can actually put it into words, but it's more so like the breath of life. Like to me the universe and God is like the heartbeat of life. Like it is it is what is quite literally like giving life to everything on this planet. It's so uh it's so beautiful to me when I think of it. But also at the same time like I do believe someone else asked if there's an afterlife. Like I am 100% open to that. Like I do believe in some sort of afterlife. I also very much so believe in reincarnation though, like especially if we need to learn a certain lesson that we didn't learn our first time here on earth. Like I 100% believe in past lives that we are here to come back to learn, try to learn that lesson again. But I don't really know when that kind of cutoff is to go to a heaven, if you will. And I personally don't believe in like a heaven and a hell. More so like hell and the devil. Like I, again, I more so believe in, like I said, the oneness of any everything. And the, with oneness, like there has to be contrast to for you to be able to see the different parts of the coin. And... That's kind of the same, that's another way to say it, like there's two side. there are two faces to the same exact coin, that's kind of how I feel, like the heaven and the hell, the good and the evil, the angel and the devil is more so just, we. it's the polarity in life to give balance to life, which is, we need balance in order for life to exist. That's kind of more so how I see like good and bad. I don't really see it as like strict, harsh categories. I see them more so as like two faces to the same coin where we need both to give life and perspective and contrast for both. That was such a long rant. What was your biggest realization you had in Hawaii? Just that we are limitless, like there's so many more, we have so much more opportunity than we think and we are capable of so much more than we think. We are not just meant to go stay in your two by two space work your same nine to five job until you're 65. Talk to the same four people that you grew up with. Like the world is big. There's endless experiences to be had. People are everywhere. Good people are everywhere. There's beauty everywhere. And that's what just really hit me was like, you are not stuck. That was the biggest realization that I had. Okay, I think we're gonna end it there. Finally, okay. Thank you guys so much for asking questions. You guys absolutely killed it. Like I loved all the questions that you guys asked. I said to make it like, I forget what I said. I was like, make them interesting, juicy or something else. And you guys definitely understood the assignment and I'm here for it. And I had so much fun answering all of these. And you guys also sent in some love about the podcast. I just want to thank you guys so freaking much for all of your support and your love. You listening to this is what allows me to keep doing what I do, which is what I love. And I just am really happy that you guys get value from this podcast. You guys feel inspired that I'm able to help you guys. Like that is the reason why I'm here along with the fact that I love doing this. So if you did enjoy this episode, I would love if you guys could screenshot it and share it on your story. It helps me so much just for us to organically grow, get this podcast to meet, reach more people in hopes to help them out by listening to the podcast and to share this podcast with them. Also leaving a rating and review also goes a really long way to also help us organically grow and reach more people and hopefully help them out as well in their life and elevate their quality of life. So again, thank you guys so much. So for the affirmation I have, it says I am in touch with my higher self, my intuition and the uni. I am in touch with my higher self, my intuition and the uni. I wrote that one down because I feel like I've been feeling fuzzy with my intuition lately so That's been an affirmation that I resonated with the past couple of days. I also have the affirmations always written down below in the show notes as well because I'm a visual person. So if you like to see it written out like I do, it'll be down there. And also don't forget um, all the questions again will be written down in the show notes if you want to look back at any of the questions with their timestamps. So thank you guys so, so much for watching or listening. I really appreciate you guys. I'm sending you so much love and hopefully I'll see you in the next one. Peace out and have a good freaking week. Okay, bye.